two, one, and we're live. Welcome back to the podcast everyone hates. It's your boy T stepping in right here for the wrestling roundup. Yeah. Of ten. No, you're the date guy. I'm sorry. I'm gonna send it over to Big Z. <laughs> well, you can say the date if you no, want. No, to. I won't get guy. super p- pissed about it or anything. You're the date guy. I'm Z. Back as usual, sitting on T's left, drinking a nice warm cup of tea. Uh, so I guess yeah, it's the wrestling roundup. It's been uh, a long week. We would have liked to have gotten to some wrestling before now, but you know, life gets in the way. We had some great guests, uh, great guests on the podcast last week. Uh, so you know, here we are. So, okay, all right, here we go. Here we go. We should be good. We should be good. Sorry about that. If it's messed up at all, I had to pause it real quick because uh, I got a little, like I said, I got a little bit of different layout. Honestly, I can't look at it. It's driving me crazy. Um, so here we are. Here we are talking about wrestling again. And just for everyone listening, uh, I know we've kind of flip-flopped on how we're going to attack our wrestling segments of our podcast. And we originally talked about doing one for every show and we thought mm, that's kind of cum- that's kind of cumbersome it's kind of a lot yeah. is cumbersome the right word to use there sure i mean it fits does it, fl- does if, it fly? if the boot fits so Where? it applies Where? uh so yeah just give you an idea we're just sitting here in the studio on a monday evening we got a nice candle burning from our friends at patriot candles uh the scent is whiskey and tobacco and you know if you are unfamiliar with patriot candles you know maybe you like a nice scented candle, but you don't like the times that we're living in where guys are having lotiony hands and lit and smelling lavender. But this is a this is a man's candle. It's whiskey and tobacco flavored uh, for a simpler time. You know, back in the olden days when men were men and they liked manly candles. If you get me one of them fruity smelling pussy candles. <laughs> I'm going to kick you out the back 40 and take you behind the shed like I took old Yeller and put two in his brain. In I mean, your brain. Get I, me the whiskey oh. and backy candle so I can burn it and smell <laughs> like a man. We just need a hard labor and uh, you know, a nice hard labor candle. I think even blueberry brandy was a little fruity. Yeah. You know, I like, I'll give me a brandy, What's the name of the blueberry. Candle What's the name of the candle brand? Patriot Candles. Patriot Candles. They are full supporters of this podcast. I have no idea if they are or not, but they they are now. I would love, uh, maybe they Pirate will be Pirate rules on advertising. No. I mean, if we want to advertise, well, right them, like, now we're, we're just do it. <laughs> we're just throwing it out there and you know doing doing it for them anyway. No, I think that Patriot Candles would be would love to hear what we have to say. They better they'd be lucky. Patriot Candles changing the candle game since 1962 when they decided, hey, what's up with all this fruity, dumb pussy shit? We want manly smelling candles. We want a candle that smells like somebody just walked into the men's locker room, sat down got on the toilet, pushed a two out, and then went and saw his buddies, gave him a noogie, and then slapped him on his behind with this with a rolled up towel and said, I'll see you out there, kid. Good job. <laughs> Maybe then an- that's what another I flavor might be coffee like. dump. You know, when you've got <laughs> up from the sunrise, you had your morning coffee and you're taking a dump before work. Patriot Candles introducing two thousand seventeen <laughs> the new line, coffee dump and towel ass flicking. <laughs> ass towel. Ass flicking towel. What's that called? Slap ass. <laughs> slap ass. Slap ass. What's that from? Slap ass. Oh, that's the, you know, uh, Keen Peel. They do the slip. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Slap ass. So thank you, Patriot Candles, for all of your ball sack, hairy, taint, 
smelling type candles. That's man smells yeah. right there. Yeah. So whiskey and tobacco, and it honestly, I can't smell it. Yeah, I mean it's not super strong. Maybe, uh, maybe it's just fall weather, and I'm getting a little allergies or something. But maybe, maybe the candle. Well, I mean, we just lit it. Maybe it's yeah. got to get waxy. Before yeah, I mean, we when smell I smelled it. it at the store, it had a good scent to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, everyone listening should also know that we were pretty much sold on the name and the fact that it doesn't have a glass uh, top to it. You know how most candles have a glass cover. That, that puts the flame out and, and uh, stops the smoke. This one has a cork cover, almost as if it was a bottle of wine, um, but it's got a bigger cork cover. And, you know, it, you love to see something different. Yeah. Or, or Patriot s- candles. We're just different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've talked about enough about candles for the podcast. So let's get into the world of wrestling. So I guess first we might as well talk about Hell in a Cell. I mean, it's been more than a week, but we just haven't haven't been able to get to it yet. So yeah, your I mean, let, biggest. Let's summarize it. Summarize yeah. Hell in a Cell, good or bad. I mean, it, it was like it, it book ended the book ends of the show. The ends, the beginning and the end were good. <laughs> <laughs> I unnecessary <laughs> throw out a book ends there, but. <laughs> The actual two Hell in a Cell matches, <laughs> I think, were pretty good. But the rest of it, you know, the the meat of the sandwich, yeah, not not great. No, at, mediocre, perhaps. So you're saying delicious on the buns, but substance in the middle, subpar. So maybe just a, you know, processed McDonald's patty between two organic... Oh. <laughs> organic, uh, oh, man, what kind of... What's a really good bread? Maybe sourdough? Like a homemade sourdough bun? Yeah, I mean, all I can think about is the everything bagel we had at Madison Tea and Coffee. <laughs> that was pretty delicious. Yeah, Madison, it? Madison, Indiana. We're from Hanover College, yeah. and we box. It's not a big deal. Yeah. We're going to get back to wrestling. Yeah. All right. Yep, sounds good. So, yeah, I, that's basically what I was saying. Uh, the, you know, the two actual Hell in a Cell matches were pretty good, but the rest of it, you know, I felt was wanting. I think that the... Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens match was great. I'll say very good, not great. Yeah, I mean it would. It, you couldn't nothing to be disappointed with it. But you know, sometimes not saying, that, not saying that you can never. Not saying that it it never happens where you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen in this match. But I felt like everybody just knew like the where the major spots were. They were yeah. like, oh, Shane McMahon's going to jump off the, because if he wouldn't have done that, everybody would have yeah. just been pissed off. I mean, they were blood. Th- they were bloodthirsty crowd. You knew, you knew that's going to happen. But it had the intriguing twist at the end with Sami Zayn coming out and making the save for his former yeah. mortal enemy, Kevin Owens. And that's good. Yeah, that's really interesting, good. intriguing storyline. Yeah, but I just feel like the Shane McMahon thing. I just, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of the fence that says Shane McMahon, stop wrestling. You're just kind of, you're just wasting space. Yeah. But you can't really tell a McMahon what to do. And it was really, I think at first it was exciting, but now that it's becoming a regular thing for big pay-per-views, like it was WrestleMania, then Survivor Series, WrestleMania again, and then Hell in a Cell. And honestly, I think it's probably going that way, so he will be back in a Survivor Series type match. Oh, really? Because yeah, I, I think that. it's a possibility of a setup, like you're going to have Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and a group of people possibly against a Shane McMahon team. Yeah. I think that uh I think the New Day did a great job again. 
Yeah, they've had. I mean, them and the, the Usos have carrying, had some phenomenal matches. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely pulling their weight around yeah. around the, the locker room for sure. I I am happy that the Usos won though. I think the the day one is H Uso penitentiary type thing is good, and it's good to have a tag uh, a heel tag team run for for a little while. Yeah, and they uh, and New Day will have the titles again at some point, but they can be they you can have the championship feud with whoever the Usos are going against, and then you could actually you know which is a rarity have two interesting tag feuds going on at once. Does Brizango ever get a title shot? Title run? Yeah, technically they did. Well, yeah, title they got run. a title shot. Yeah, I think eventually if they stay as over as they have been, they've earned it. How disappointing is it going to be if Brizango? Is fantastic charisma off screen in the fashion files, but just completely tanks in in ring ability. I don't know if they is it is it gonna happen. I don't know. I'm just saying, how upsetting would that be? Scale of one to ten. It would be it would be disappointing just because the crowd's so behind them. But I think you know they're both capable enough wrestlers that they could. I think they could have a decent, at least transitional title title reign. Now, what what other major Hell in a Cell? Um, topics need to be discussed because all all I can think about right now is how disappointed I am in the Indianapolis crowd about the uh, <laughs> Shield return and the lackluster pop they gave them. Well, we can unpack that one in a, in a minute. Well, yeah, in a minute. I guess you know what we can in say a from New the York minute in a, from the other matches. Is that quicker or f- slower than a regular minute? A New York minute's supposed to be really fast because they're all fast moving. Isn't a minute sixty seconds? No matter what, though. Yeah, I mean, what do you want me to I say digress. here? <laughs> Continue. But, you know, I guess the other things obviously notable, both Jinder and Natalia retained. I would say, you know, those are both championship matches. Neither one of them made a big impression for me. One, I, I mean, the Jinder-Mahal reign has been kind of disappointing for a lot of people. I was super pissed that Jinder won. Yeah, I mean, I, Shinsuke's got a... They're taken away from Shinsuke's gusto that he had when he first came. I mean, when he first entered and he had the violin entrance and everything, I mean, whew. Well, I think that that was big time. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to take time. it from Jinder, and if he hasn't taken it by now, I kind of hope that he waits yeah. until WrestleMania I don't to win want, the title. I don't want the titles to change in India. No, because they're over there right now. Yeah, at least but he is. I don't know if everybody. If is. you believe the rumor mill that said for their India tour that Jinder's going to be a two-time champion, maybe he loses at Survivor Series. T-shirt idea. Before we forget, you you say rumor mill enough to the point where I would like a vintage t-shirt with just a windmill on it <laughs> like an old-fashioned wooden windmill and it just says rumor mill <laughs> but yeah i think uh i think that they well it's just back to what we were talking about when we whenever we talk about wrestling on how the people who like when kevin owens made his debut he beat john cena like that was a huge deal big match john doesn't th- drop many clean losses no and it, and it was a debut match i mean like that's just that's rare they i mean they put a lot behind kevin owens though but i feel like they could have had something great with the shinsuke run when he first came into the wwe because you're giving credibility to like the other wrestling scenes around the world like okay he wasn't a wwe superstar so he comes in and he's you know, they don't know, is he good enough to hang with the bet? You know, he comes in and wins right away. It's like, oh, sh- you know, there's some great wrestlers out there. And when we sign him to WWE, it's a big deal because they're really good. Yeah, and they kind of just went traditional build for a guy. They moved, they pushed him pretty quickly, but they did vintage. Okay, Dolph Ziggler feud. 
because Dolph Ziggler feuds with every new guy on the every new guy on the roster. Uh, but it would have been a possibly good thing to have them do was have him beat somebody really good and established right away. And if you wanted it to be a heel, I mean, I would think Randy Orton would have been a good one, but maybe like a heel Randy Orton if he'd come in first pay-per-view and beaten the Viper. We might not have had Rusev Day then. <laughs> and we all know that's a very important day. When is it? Uh, September 26th. September 26th. It's Rusev Day. Rusev Day. Rusev Day. But yeah, then again, they had, of course, they had the Viper beat him again. And so it's yeah. as much as I love Rusev Day, you know, we just keep Rusev gets, gets pooped on every time he gets some <laughs> momentum. <laughs> That's a great name for a Patriot candle is just Rusev poop. (laughs) (laughs) The Bulgarian poop. Uh, (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I I feel like there's a lot that we that can be covered. What are I mean, I'm trying to stick to kind of the overarching. I think that we can get on to some bigger topics. I've just to kind of sum up obviously Natalia retained both of us kind of thought there was a strong chance of a Carmella cash in. Yeah, I'm surprised. But that didn't happen. Maybe a survivor series. It's very it's very strange how much you forget in a week. Yeah. I mean We've had a lot going on. We had some yeah. in, some very topical other podcasts and then we had Hanover Homecoming this past weekend. So Yeah. Which, hey, to all the future listeners down at Hanover, because we got a lot of buzz from down there, I can't wait for all you all to hear. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I'll, Hanover College, great school. I used hey. to work in admissions. Hey. So, you know, I'll pl- plug. If you're thinking about going D3, go Hanny. Yeah. Take, take an overnight visit. Just have yourself a time. It's a cool place. But, uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, for Hell in a Cell, really, that's all the kind of highlights I had for it, you know, there were some other matches, nothing that was that interesting, but you know, let's really get, let's get into raw last week where we had the first return of the shield in Indianapolis. Well, I think it's very notable that the shield were formed in Indianapolis. They broke up in Indianapolis, which I was there for that. Amazing, amazing raw. And then they returned and Indianapolis, and I mean, this is talking like a over five year, like stretch. Like I, I can't remember when they actually formed, but they were together for a long time, and uh, they ran a muck on the WWE, and obviously Seth Rollins turned on him, and when you could have heard a pin drop in the arena when Seth Rollins hit Roman Reigns with that chair when when Triple H uh, said he was his plan B. They uh. But, yeah, I'd say that from a viewership perspective, when they came together in the ring, both of us were a little let down by how the crowd reacted. Yeah, what the fuck, man? I, I mean, they cheered, but huge, it wasn't like... There's an there's an argument was, that The Shield is the best faction that WWE has ever had. There's a lot, and there'd be a lot of people that believe that. Yeah, and so, you know, you have... It's. I wonder if Roman Reigns is the the rain cloud. Well, I, I will say, from our perspective, it to us watching, it sounded like they cheered them... But it wasn't the pop that a moment like that deserves. Well, I think as uh, Bubba Bubba Ray Dudley said, um, it the crowd loved that, but they didn't go nuts for it. Yeah, and I will say, um, I just think they couldn't get their chance together, which know? is a possibility too. Because yeah. talking to one We're of just our bunch of dumb idiots <laughs> in the WWE universe, one of our buddies there from his, he went and he said that it sound, it did, you know, the crowd did go crazy for it. Maybe it was just kind of a viewership yeah. thing. Well, I, and you know that honestly, um, 
not to get too like into psychology of wrestling, but that could be an issue with today's wrestling is everything everything that is good is supposed to be uniform chant related. So if something crazy happens, you want the crowd to either chant yes, holy shit, or this is awesome. That's that's when you feel like as a someone watching on TV, you're like, oh, like this is big time. But I mean, just a vintage uproar of cheers, it's great too. But you just don't feel like it's as memorable. Maybe that's, well, maybe that's just you know the today's world, today's I, wrestling. I don't. Know, I think we see some huge pops on TV that just aren't cheers, but it's you can tell it's loud. Yeah. I don't know, man. I was just it's just I go back to Yeslemania when Daniel Bryant won the uh won the championship from Triple H or or I'm sorry, from Batista and Randy Orton, uh and became the WWE Universal Champion. I'm sorry, just the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh no, he had both of them. That was for both belts. Anyway, yeah. when when the entire arena was yesing, it's just one of those things you're like, Holy shit, this is a big deal. Yeah. Like th- this is something that means a l- like a a lot, and I think part of it was, I mean, the WWE creative didn't really build or slow burn that return as much. I mean, even yeah, we true. could say from viewership that maybe it was the crowd, but if you were when over the summer when Seth and Dean finally got back together after weeks of kind of teasing it and teasing yeah, it, true. when they hit the fist, the crowd went wild. And and I still think that there's an argument that Roman's the wet blanket on this. Like people hate him, and so they're like, "Yeah, the Shield's back together. It's awesome." But like, we still don't like Roman Reigns. Boo, which is audacious. In Perhaps itself. I would have liked to Perhaps. see <laughs> if they had maybe. And a lot of people knew it was coming, and it came kind of too fast. If it had been more of a slow burn, I would have liked to see if the reaction still was not explosive. Because yeah. I think it would have been, but you know, maybe it is kind of a Roman thing with the crowd just not Why wanting to cheer. Why do you think they brought him back so quickly together? Do you think they're running out of storylines, or do you, like do you think they hit like a uh oh what do we do kind of thing? Well, I think they've got their ma- they've got their mania plans, but they've got all these other and things that they want to do. Why bring Braun Strowman into it? Uh, I think that it was just a little bit more credibility for the other team. I mean, yeah, the Bar good tag team, and you know, Miz is a credible champion, but the Shield is like you know, arguably greatest faction of all time. They, like, needed a, a more of notable doubt to put somebody on the other team that isn't easily a, a walk in the park for the Shield. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think I think that's... Uh, I think they really dropped the ball on letting the Miz be a, a great superstar. He's... he's. I think that... Miz, I mean, there's an, there's an argument that Miz is the greatest intercontinental champion of all, of all time. And, I, yeah, I think that's reasonable... Well, I the think way if you let the truth have its day, <laughs> sir, that you would have had The Miz and two great wrestlers against The Shield. I think that's plenty strong enough. Well, I mean, yeah, I the, the bar is decent, but and The Miz is a great intercontinental champion, but like The Shield is just so dominant and just... It, it, one was... Those three wrestlers have been more... All clearly more pushed than the other three. So. But the... I mean... Braun Strowman's only been in the spotlight for a little under a year now, but he yeah he has been presented as extremely dominant. Yeah, but but br- just bring him in at a different time. I'm just upset that they don't let the Miz shine as the main guy. And and because yeah, now, now it's like oh like you got these three guys, but you got Braun Strowman in the match. Yeah, like, I got I, I think that does kind of take away from him a little bit. Uh, and I, I used to hate him too. I think we need I think that needs to be stated. I used to think the Miz was the bottom of the boot just shit wrestler. 
And I, I really, I, I didn't like him either, but he just has done such great work. And really, he, I mean, when he says he made the IC title relic, he did. I read like a few his articles. His brains with it made it, people care about it. Yeah, well, I mean, going along with that is I read a few articles that said The Miz is WWE's ace in the hole. Like, if they need a great storyline, put The Miz in it. Because he can talk his way and act his way and wrestle his way to be to make something a great storyline. Like the John Cena, where the Miz copycatted John Cena and put on all of his clothes. And I mean, stuff. that, that, was, that, was that had no right to be any bit entertaining because it was John Cena doing it for his boo, proposing at WrestleMania, and they just needed a man and a woman to have a mixed tag team match. And the Miz, at least, even though the crowd was not did not want to see this at all, the no. Miz made it an entertaining build yeah. with his John think, Cena's House Rules promos. I mean. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I just think that Miz is one of the best people the WWE has right now. He's he's incredibly valuable. And his last year on Talking Smack when he went off on Daniel Bryan, I still like remember like watching him like, is this fucking real? Like are they really <laughs> do they hate each other? Like is he just I could see it. I it mean they sounded, got a lot of history. I mean, it wasn't just two guys scripted yelling. It was like the Miz legitimately looks like he lost his cool and went up right in front of the camera, got in the camera's face, and was like red faced screaming about, you know, like talking about how underappreciated he is, how he made that title. He's right. And how though. Daniel, and he call, was calling Daniel Bryan out, saying he, you know, he was just jealous because he can't wrestle anymore. And I mean, he's right, though. Uh, there, there's a lot of people that don't give Miz credit just because he was a subpar WWE champion wow. in, a, in, a, in a lackluster time. Yeah, you know, I mean, when he main evented WrestleMania and his brown skivs, it was just it was not <laughs> a good look for anybody. But and it's a it is such a shame that Daniel Bryan couldn't come back because it was like a back of my mind was hoping when that whole thing with the Miz happened, I'm like, oh my god, are they possibly building to a comeback match between him and the Miz? Because it just looked it looked like there was such animosity there, and they kept having him mock Daniel Bryan all the time. You know, this is a bit of a hot take, but it's something that I've always thought and kept to myself. But I guess there's no other, there's no better place to air it out than than a, a forum like this. But I think that obviously I was not happy Daniel Bryan got hurt. Nobody wishes any any career-ending injuries on anybody. Let's just make sure that's known. But I think that what Daniel Bryan was and what he had already accomplished in his career, I think that him ending like sooner is better for his overall legacy. I think that if he would have played out in WWE, he would have kind of done like what Dolph Ziggler is doing right now. <laughs> like I, if Dolph Ziggler just is like shit and everybody's like, nobody cares about him. And I can see that because he was so hot for that brief time. Everybody was uh, so behind huge. him. It couldn't have it's lasted crazy. at that level. Because, no, yeah. I mean, like, they were bringing in so many more people. And, you know, obviously pushes, you know, come and go. Unless you're uh, like a John Cena where you're always just going to be in the big time. His yeah. career would have at some point had a dip. Yeah. Well, and I think that, but but what I'm saying is if, <coughs> excuse me, if Daniel Bryan isn't the main event guy, I think he's kind of irrelevant. It's almost like he's got to be on an extreme end or the other extreme end. Not saying nobody would care about him, but like when he was Intercontinental Champion, when he won the Intercontinental Championship at the 2015 or 2014, uh, the one whatever was in San Francisco, the uh, the TL the I think it was 2014. Yeah, the the TLC match. It was the one that's outside. It was the it one was Mania. Yeah, yeah, Mania. Yeah. And uh, when he won that, it was just like, oh, like okay, like whatever, like. 
No, that was 2015. My fault, because that was yeah. that was our senior year, I think. But yeah. I, but you know what I mean though. Like, he's just he's such an average looking guy, and he's a great main eventer. But if he's not in the main event, I just feel like his stories are just kind of pointless. They're like, oh, like whatever. Yeah, I mean, he got he's so entertaining as an underdog, and yeah. I mean, a mid card feud with Daniel Bryan is probably not going to get that many yeah. people excited. Yeah. But anyway, we got way off track. What's uh? What are we talking about? Well, I mean, we were talking about, you know, that Raw and the Shield coming back. And it was, you know, them, I know whether you think Braun Strowman's just kind of thrown into that feud, them coming out and getting the better of them did kind of emphasize how strong they are as a faction because where Braun just comes out and destroys people and they came out together and threw them through a table. And it it does kind of show, you know, together how strong they are and taking down the monster. I understand why Braun Strowman's in the match, I just don't like it. Yeah, I, I mean, they could have <laughs> had the TLC thing with the bar and maybe Survivor Series brought to get brought him in as part of a bigger team in a Survivor Series match or something. Who is establishing a better uh, dominance credibility? Put doing that to Braun Strowman or doing it to John Cena's ego? <laughs> well, you can, I, I don't know if you could if three people's enough to power bomb John Cena's <laughs> ego into a table. Oh, vintage! I wonder what old Johnny Boy's gonna do. I mean, he'll, you know, when he'll come back, it'll the be gone for a while. The proverbial passing but... of the torch. I mean, he can't make it in Hollywood. That's for damn sure. I mean, he keeps slowly getting better stuff. He's, he's getting fucking tap out commercials about body spray. He's doing car commercials, doing pistachio. He's the <laughs> voice like a, of a transformer. The John Cena entrance theme song on the Toyota <laughs> Prius or whatever the fuck the car was that that was audacious. <laughs> I, like, how'd they hook that deal up? I mean, he's making, you know, small roles in good movies, and he's, you know, doing main roles in kind of mediocre movies, so. What else? What else is going on? Well, I mean, for SmackDown that week, uh, I mean, we had, obviously. Well, well, hold on. What else happened on Raw, though? That, I mean, what, besides po- the Shield? Oh, post, there was something. Post-TLC Raw. I mean, the whole Enzo yeah. thing. Yeah, Enzo dropping. Oh yeah, we forgot the cruiserweight thing with yeah, yeah that match that Enzo lumberjack match Enzo had with Kalisto was supposed to be him versus Neville, but Neville apparently found out he was dropping the cruiserweight. Hey, I respect Neville. Or no, he found he was losing the match to Enzo. He'd already lost the title, and he just walked out and said, "You know, fuck you. I respect Screw you guys. I'm going home." Neville's like, "I am not going to sit here and get shit on because you guys don't know how to book the cruiserweights the right way." Yeah, and it's. And, and screw him. Arguably, more people, he had, had, more it, people need to just walk out on Vince McMahon and say, you're not God, you <laughs> piece of shit. I'm done. It would take a lot of people to do that to make a difference, though, because they have so much talent. Yeah, but, you know, chain reaction. What if everyone left? What if they couldn't what have? What big match John walked out and went to NDC? No way. No way. <laughs> that would make a difference, though. But, yeah, so, you know, Neville's probably leaving WWE. Apparently, they deny it, but everybody's like, yeah, they I think he's leaving. Enzo told somebody at a house show that Neville's gone. He told a fan that or something. I mean, the vintage rumor mill. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of times the rumor mill is right. And if he walked <laughs> out of a sh- walked out of Raw, then that makes sense. So then they had obviously had to improvise a little bit, and they had Enzo drop to Kalisto, a very irrelevant like person in the WWE comes out to main event for arguably 
in a very important title at the time right now. I mean, Enzo is bringing it some importance, or at least some attention. Whether it's important or not, that's up for debate. But, I mean, think get somebody else out there. I mean, it's a, who, I guess. I mean, nobody really knows who a lot of those cruiserweights are. I mean, I think, I think any cruiserweight character from NXT would have been a better choice. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good ones there and probably a lot of ones that could maybe... But they don't take enough time to develop stories anyway, so that's a huge reason why they're kind of irrelevant. Yeah. they don't. And Enzo, the reason it's relevant right now is because Enzo just goes out there and talks and, you know, makes it a little Money irrelevant. talks. Yeah. I mean, Enzo is, Enzo is uh, making the hard argument that if you can win the crowd over with just your words, then you can be a main eventer without any wrestling ability. Because, like, there's a vintage argument. What makes a good pro wrestler? Well, is it the ability to work the microphone? Or is it the abil- is it the in-ring ability? You know, you look at Roman Reigns. He's a fantastic in-ring ability. He can't get over with the crowd because he, he can't bring the the charisma to the microphone. But, but, the, uh, but then mean, you got Enzo, who is a heel. <clears throat> he is portraying a heel. Bad mouthing the crowd, pretty. I mean, he is like trying to get the crowd to boo him, but he's so energetic and so good at talking that they cheer for him. And like he's main eventing the, cru- he's got the cruiserweight as the main event right now. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. And they had, I think the reason they're doing Kalisto is like they don't think that they've got like anybody. They're just trying to make the cruiserweight title seem interesting. And while I I don't think Kalisto's the right way to go there, he's been a main roster wrestler before. So maybe they're thinking, you know, people know who he is and people will be interested. In. Yeah. I mean, you really want to, like, do something? Bring Finn Balor in right there. Yeah. I mean... Finn Balor's 185 pounds. And 5'11". The, I mean... Cruiserweight, right there. Yeah, I mean the hesitancy you know, to bring crazy everybody him is. Yeah, they don't want to waste him. On it. But then that's the problem. Is like you're yeah, you're mean, not given the the division credibility to be relevant if you don't want to you know put a guy put guys like that who are huge deals. Yeah, in the division. I mean, the cruiserweight can't be a uh, United States Championship type belt. It can't be because there's nowhere for the cruiserweights to go. From that, divi- I mean, like, if you're the cruiserweight champ, that's like being the WWE champ of like your own little separate show. And if you don't bring anybody who can, like, Neville was great, and he was, and he, he just left. Yeah, and <laughs> he was like, he kind of made. He was one of the few relevant people in that division because he was a phenomenal in-ring performer, and he did in his heel role. You know, he was good on the microphone yeah. too. And I would have liked to see Finn Balor come out. For, win the cruiserweight championship, like clearly win, have some matches with some cruiserweights that like are like, oh shit, these cruiserweights can hang with Finn Balor, who's like arguably one of the top, you know, ten wrestlers in the business right now, and then have Finn Balor win like the IC title or something, hold both of them at the same time to give the cruiserweight championship like a shit ton of credibility. Like, oh man, this is like whoever holds this belt is really good. 
that would have been a great way. I don't see that seems like more obvious because even if you don't want to, you know, keep a keep a guy like Finn Balor in the cruiserweight division, while he's you know the heat over since the summer when he's been back, he hasn't been like in the main event. So why mm-hmm. not throw him in that division into a feud with Neville, two phenomenal wrestlers who people know are good. Exactly, and that would have made people like really Get tune into Bray the cruiserweight Wyatt division. And his weird sister Abigail crap off the screen. I think that's so dumb. Bray Wyatt is so played out at this point. Yeah, he's kind of... It's hard to imagine them doing anything to save him because they've botched him. And I read an interesting... they got to give him some wins. ...article on Bleacher Report about how, you know, there's. it's not necessarily his supernatural character. It's like the creative doesn't know how to do that because every time they try and do supernatural, they do it really badly. They mm-hmm. use technology like the matches, the ring turning into... Bugs and yeah, crap. And, which was stupid because you can the supernatural stuff works if you do it right, but that's it looks so technology. It's like sweet Bray Wyatt has a projector on the ring. Yeah. It doesn't seem supernatural <laughs> at all. Yeah, and then they use auto tune and just do stuff. But I mean that stuff doesn't seem legit. People don't buy yeah. it. Yeah, but if you bring supernatural into the world of wrestling, not like the wrestling is like like the most you know ethical like uh, moral you know ground or anything but bring in supernatural to the world of wrestling and try to make it a like legitimate part of it and get sci-fi with pro wrestling no that's you're doing the it's not the supernatural it's that you you're turning it mate you're using effects that just don't there seem so fake and that's why you know it can work as a character like undertaker there was such a like a spiritual otherworldly worldly part to his character and it yeah. played well, see, that's the thing is they could have had Bray Wyatt fill the Undertaker's shoes if they would have ever let him win. I mean, they didn't. Have, he hadn't won shit. His his wins that he's had for I don't I don't countless pay per views, countless main events, are v- skewed highly to the loss column. <laughs> and then I even thought you know it finally looked like they were getting it right when they had the Randy Orton thing when yeah. he, Randy Orton betrayed him and even the you know where he went to the house and burned it down uh-huh. that, that was yeah. really cool when Randy burned the house down yeah that was yeah. pretty sweet and you know it looked like they were getting it right but then they had I mean, their yeah. match at Mania that sucked and the House of Horrors like the, I, the way the article put it was correct it looked like a kind of shitty rental house. <laughs> like, it wasn't... House of Horrors, you'd think, oh, this is a super creepy house, but it yeah. looked like somebody... They used some dude's house that but wasn't I mean, home. Like, they can't use, like, an old English mansion or something. Well, I, you yeah. tell they me... They gotta pay for the crap. You're, you're gonna tell me that you can't get some crap. shitty, dimly lit house instead of sound like maybe somebody who... Some guy who's living alone, like they borrowed his rental or something? <laughs> They're like Bray Wyatt. We got something sick for you, dude. But we're not really invested in spending a bunch of money. So you know, during that match, halfway I expected but some I guy say- to just come home and like, what the fuck's going on in my house? <laughs> like with groceries <laughs> in his hands. <laughs> hey, <laughs> who are these? I went out for some cigarettes. <laughs> I will say though, I will to Bray Wyatt's credit, even though the, he loses all the time, he doesn't have any in-ring like credibility right now in terms of like a, a threat he makes the best out of every scenario he's put in yeah he makes the best out of i mean if think about how deflated you would be if you were him and you had this fantastic gimmick you had the wyatt family you had a whole stable you were the leader you were like everybody was like so about bray wyatt and you got your you know fireflies with their phones lit and then you just lose 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 at some point you you just be deflated but every time he comes out and he 
although it's very similar each time. He gives a great promo. You know, he buys into his storylines. Yeah. Well, I mean, unlike Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, who I don't feel like bought into their storylines. <laughs> well, right? I was funny when we were talking even... to Mike about this at Red Pepperoni when they had their promo and they forgot their lines and literally going back and forth. And Bobby Roode's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," like just making faces at each oh, other. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, you, to me, it was so it was so clear that somebody fucked up and they don't know what they're saying. I just think that Dolph Ziggler needs to hang his skivs up or come back com- legitimately repackaged. Yeah, like not just, yeah, they're, he'll turn, oh, I'm going to make fun of entrances. And... Yeah. I still think that you put Dolph Ziggler in a scenario like you put Sting back in WCW. Have Dolph Ziggler come out as some weird person who never talks, wears all black, like just a completely different character. He, I would he, love to see that. So yeah, just fade, yeah, and Sting never talked. It still just had so much like charisma. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, just it's put, like Bane. And his and it, nobody ever saw his mouth move, but yet he gave up so much passion. <laughs> yeah, another Dark Knight reference. Yeah, Dolph just wearing all an all black maybe like suit or something, and he comes. He's got like a mask that's covering at least half of his face, and he just you know, people whether he's like a kind of antihero or something, he mm-hmm. just comes out and just starts targeting people and just taking them out. And at least try it. Yeah. You know, it's better not? than this. It's, it's yeah, not it's interesting be. at all. <laughs> it's and it's funny be. when they initially turned Dolph heel. I mean, people still cared it. Like he was like, it was kind of uncomfortable because it's not what they wanted to happen. When he was supposedly injured, Apollo Cruz at the crowd was cheering, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, people loved heel Ziggler. Yeah, they? but like now he's a heel, but no one cares about him because yeah. it's just gotten so bad. At you this never want to be irrelevant. Yeah. You never want to go out there and you hear crickets. You either want to be, be getting. Booed or yayed? What's the word? Cheered probably is a better <laughs> word than yayed. <laughs> Maybe even if they don't have him in like particular feuds or don't have matches for him, just randomly Dolph just showing up at pay per views and just taking out somebody random. Yeah, I mean have him be like this, like the enforcer kind of guy, like Sting. Like the he's like the savior for justice. Like every time the authorities run into muck. He comes in randomly to like even the odds. It's yeah, like sick. like look, maybe some low card face is just getting abused, and Dolph just came in, taking yeah. him out, and taking out the heat, the guy who's attacking him. And yeah, yeah, the whole. I mean, Bobby Roode, or as like we like to call him, Long Abdomen Roode, is a great wrestler, great worker. He's kind of like gives off a real Ric Flair vibe. I mean, what's he doing? He's kind of like. You know, where, 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 I, where are you going to go with him? You, you almost have so much great main event style talent that there's so many, like, confusing things going on because, like, what do you do with all these people? Yeah, I mean, because there's only so many main event slots. and Yeah. And, you know, some guys, they're like, we don't have room for them right now, but we don't have, they don't know what else to do with them in the meantime. And so they end in random ass storylines. They need, just need to add another show on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> then we can watch wrestling Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That No, that'd be audacious. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of, to have dedicated fans, that's a lot to ask for you to be able to sacrifice many evenings to wrestling. You're talking about Monday Night Raw, three hours. Tuesday Night Smackdown, two hours. 205 Live post Smackdown. An hour, maybe. Yeah, if you're if you're watching everything and NXT, NXT an hour, and then that's it, right? Yeah, I mean. Well, then, well, then you had the whole uh, WWE UK Championship. I mean, there's just so much wrestling out there. Ooh, that's some good wrestling. Good wrestling. So, 
Well, what else? Keep what else? I guess looking towards. Well, I mean, we've got. I feel like we're ma- probably missing some major stories. Well, yeah, we're we've got raw pause right now because not enough not enough hours in the day. I know, no. but where no. we've got to pause, so we're gonna watch it, and we don't like commercials because you know our time is so precious. No, but we, you know what we do love making commercials for our podcast about Patriot candles. Patriot candles, <laughs> manly candles that give off a real non man loving man type <laughs> musk. Yeah, see, I I love a nice candle, but I'm insecure about my masculinity, so I want a candle that's about man things, like just ten beers on a Thursday night. Yeah, it's That'd like be a candle. It's like, do I really want to snuggle? Yeah, I want to snuggle, but I can't let anybody know that, so I have to go outside and hug my axe uh-huh. while I lay next to the stump where I cut wood. Yeah, that's be, what I snuggle with. Yeah, after sex, got to be emotionally distant. <laughs> about man things. Yeah, although I want to make sweet, sweet love to the to the person. I mean, I, I, I care I, about I'd love most. to hold you and cry, but I can't because I'm a man. <laughs> so I go out and I punch brick walls uh-huh. and get it all bloodied up because I don't have any other uh, ex- a socially acceptable outlet for my aggression. <laughs> Look how manly I Look, am. Yes. What's the uh, what movie is it from? Where I think it was Cersei. Was it Cersei from Game of Thrones? Who was like they'll They'll punch walls and do other things men show you. Oh, how show do, you how much they how care. How much they care, yeah. Yeah, and she's <laughs> talking about losing her baby. And her, yeah. Yeah, Game of Thrones, vintage. I mean, vintage Jamie Lannister got his hand cut off. Just be, And he can't punch any more walls to show <laughs> Cersei how much he cares. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty deflating. Yeah. Well... I mean, is there anything else wrestling rated? I feel like I feel like we're not bringing enough to the table here. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot. We had a lot to go with that you could go in depth on, but we do. We've got TLC coming up this weekend. Obviously, what's going on Raw right now, we don't know. But no. you've got the Shield in versus the Miz, Taraj, and Braun Strowman. Not Miz, Taraj, Miz, the Bar, and Braun Strowman. Oscar returning and facing Emma at TLC. Yeah, uh, and those are really the That's two main main highlights. I'm excited to see Oscar. Yeah, I mean she's she's I mean I think she's in she's gonna be on Raw tonight. She was looking pretty busty too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about uh, not preparing for this. I don't know. I don't know if it was uh, good or bad. I, I hopefully our listeners enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean there was we it's hard because we there were so many things that we could talk about. It would have we would have had to just kind of pick yeah a few things. I, li- to really I, I like I, I like I like just talking wrestling. I yeah. think I, I think I would rather do it this way than the, yeah. the other way. I mean, because there's a lot that you could get into. You don't want to just kind of force force yeah. yourself into a corner. So yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, so that was. I mean, we're 42 minutes in. Should we just wrap it up? Yeah, that's fine. We can get. We need to uh, get on raw. So okay, time for us to raw dog. That's right, baby dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there is your wrestling roundup. On October sixteenth, two thousand seventeen, um, I imagine that the more of these we do, the 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 tighter, f- uh, more tightly fine. Uh, no, that's not the word I'm looking for. Tightly knit. It's fine tuned. It's gonna be finely tuned. Finely tuned. There mm-hmm. it is. God. I know that's what you're Thanks driving you. at. Yeah. It'll be more finely tuned, and we'll have a better attack. But I think this is the uh, this is the better way to do it. Instead of t- having eight thousand wrestling podcasts in a month, we just have one a week that we kind of just talk shop for a while. Yeah, I mean, so um, other net Z final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, I'm yeah. I mean, 
in World of Wrestling. I'm excited for this TLC pay-per-view this weekend. Should be pretty solid. Uh, so, and then it'll be Survivor Series, which will be the next big one. And wow. Who, I mean, we'll... St- God, dude, I can't believe it's in the middle of October. I can't believe it's almost November. Yeah. It's I mean, just time flies. Whew, I don't know why this year's been going so fast, but... Father Time waits on no yeah. man. Crazy. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, we'll... Uh, Excuse my voice. I'm having a little sore throat issues, by the way. I just wanted everybody to know that. Um, yeah. Yeah. God, dude, you're sucking so many penis. Your throat's yeah, sore. <laughs> yeah, took me a load shot down the back God, of the throat. what a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we will be back at it again next week, uh, and we'll have TLC to analyze as long as as well as Raw and SmackDown, and if we watch NXT, we'll we'll talk about that too. And let us know what you think. Don't ever hesitate to uh, reach out if if this one is live or if this one's available to the public, which I'm pretty sure it will be. Um, let us know what you think. And at some point, we will be uploading these to a website and iTunes, and we're going to get all that worked out, all the kinks worked out here shortly, so hopefully we'll have... The goal is to have an Instagram page for all you guys to follow to get updates and pictures and stuff of when the podcasts will be available on the website. Uh, but if it's easier to listen to the podcast just through iTunes, because most people listen like while they're driving or doing something active, then we'll probably just have to put it on iTunes, or maybe we can somehow link the two. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a plan. All right. And then next time, uh, on Thursday, we're going to have Alex Lance here, uh, and we're going to talk about the education system. He's a high school teacher who graduated from Hanover College, and he's got a lot to say on issues like No Child Left Behind and uh, some after-school programs and stuff. And it will it should be really interesting. He's a he's a really smart individual. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a good he's an old friend from the college days. He's a fun, yeah. fun guy. I, you know, I think that we're going to find out that when we start digging, we have a lot of smart friends. Yeah. We just never talk hey, to Hey, you know, always way. surround yourself with smart people smarter than you are. I need to move out of here then. <laughs> if it's just me and you. Oh, stop. Oh, stop it. All right, everybody. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far, um, we've been enjoying it quite a bit. So other than that, now's the actual final thoughts. I don't, well, I don't have any more final thoughts. But <laughs> just, just, just final, final just thoughts. Just tumbleweeds rolling through yeah. the brain up there. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah, I've done enough thinking today. All right. It's time to veg out and watch some Raw. Once again, the podcast Everyone Hates brought to you by Patriot Candles and uh, – and what was it? Oh, Hanover College. <laughs> hey, hey so. Hanover College. I know that <laughs> Hanover College would probably be happy for the plug unless that they are not embarrassed of us and don't yeah. want to. <laughs> you know, they're. Hey, but you know, if, may, they might prefer us. They prefer us to Mike Pence a lot of times yeah. being associated with. <laughs> <laughs> that's the. Uh, I mean, that's something that we can have as our ace in the hole. If, if people hate us, we're like, oh yeah, well, at least we're not as bad as Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, classic and, divide politics just dividing everybody. Yeah. And then uh we're gonna we don't need to keep going on and on and on. I feel like this is stretched out for about six minutes too long. But yeah. Mike Michael Kring will be a frequent member of this podcast and he will uh normally be joined in on the wrestling roundup. So Mike, we'll get you we'll get you set up, we'll figure this thing out, uh and then we'll we'll go from there. Other than that, thank you for listening to the podcast Everyone Hates. It's your boy T and Z. And we're out of here. Catch flippity flop. All right. (laughs) We'll see you.